It's like people have face ID on phones. It's like his ID, his ID is that cough. He's like, okay, I'm entered. I've come in. All right, everybody. We're going to finish Perek Bet today. We're on Daf Lamed Dalet in the Sefer Yom Achmadim of Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter. We're going to emphasize more and more today how our, our Shabbos, like I know how beautiful we have, we have the privilege of having Shabbos and everything. But again, if we're just going to show up a minute before Shabbos and think like, okay, we're plugged in, as high as davening is, or as beautiful as whatever's going on is, there has to be an element that I prepare myself for Shabbos. And we're not just talking about making sure that I grill. But it's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than that for many reasons. And we're going to see some far out reasons today. You see on the, on the left column in Daf Lamedalim, Okay. Last week we spoke about how his father was so going to fish. Did you do it? No, because they're all they're all to him. Yeah. His father would go to the fish pond. Rav his father going to the fish pond, and he says, "It's so beautiful. I could differentiate between kosher fish and non-kosher fish, and that was part of his achana for Shabbos on Fridays. He would do this. Now he brings like this. It's brought down in the Arizal. When does the light of Shabbos really begin to flicker? Like, when does it really begin to shine? It's already an hour before Chatzot of Friday. So what time is that Berach today? Well, what's, when's Chatzot today? So it's, so it's like 11.45, yeah, 12.47? is 12.35. 11.30. <laughs> 11.30. So we have, we have at least, you know, what, what time is it now? 9 o'clock? 9, 9.10? So we have two and a half hours to what? To prepare for preparing for Shabbos, right? More or less. That's, that's what it's looking like. Huh? No pressure at all. The katuv sham davar nora. Something, something, this is very heavy. Listen to this. Vehu. Sheha adam tzarich liot mishkam le kabalat ha-kedusha. 
A person has to be a Mishkan for receiving holiness. Ulam. However, Tavas Olam Hem Hevdel Umasach Gadol Hamafrid. The reality is, is that the lusts and the desires and the, that which schleps us to the other side in this world, they're so thick. Now we are so completely like, we're so desensitized already by what is actually a taiva that causes a mechitza or not. We're so desensitized. We don't even like, when I say that, what, what's, what, what comes to mind when I say there's like tavot that like really mafri, they separate between us and being a mishkan of kedusha. What are some of the things, you don't have to specify, huh? That. Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one, 100 gazillion percent. What else? Stuff we've learned already before that literally are, are machitza. Like, they don't let you go into that place of being a mishkan for kedusha. I was concerned. Huh? I was concerned. What does that mean? Sexual perversion, various things. Well, so of course, that whole world, nachon. <clears throat> anger, 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 anger. Anger, 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 anger. Anger, and then? Anger, yeah. I think also, anger. <laughs> Desensitized. Nah, whatever, that's Teva. That's Teva? Okay. That's Lacharaba. That's your Teva. Lechimze. Adasov. Go with your nature. Ah, Yeush. Despair. A hundred percent. That doesn't really enable to be Mishkan for Kabbalah Sakadusha. What would you say? Are these Tavas? Are they considered Tavas? Tavas Olam Hazeh. You know, it's good. There's a more Yitzarim. Although we learned that in the context of this Yurim, that they prevent their blockade from entering into the Gdusha of Shabbos. So, Nachon, it is different. It's also true, but it's, he, he's probably speaking here much more about, you know, the stuff that you were speaking about right now. Elatavas Olam Hazehem Hevdelu Masach Gadolam Afrid. You know, we're always looking at Masachim, screens, but there's a Masach Am Afrid. There's a dividing screen between us and what's real about this world. However, to remove from a person the zuhama, the pollution that, that happens to a person in this world. Now, now you're going to be introduced to a concept that some of you have seen before, not so pashut. Now, have you heard of this concept before? Chibut kever. Chibut kever, without getting too detailed, is basically a, um, a process that hopefully it's not too intense, but it is, where once we're Kivyacho passed away physically, we go through some pretty crazy stuff in between that zman of like wherever we're going to end up from this world on. Okay? Chibut kever literally means like, you know, Chavitat Arava, right? To whack the Aravot, right? So what's Chibut kever? You come and you get, you get, you get shocked, you get shaken up big time when you're even in your grave. By what? Well, it's a cleansing process. The Rebbe speaks about this. All the Svarim Apnimim speak about it. It's a cleansing process that Kimat everyone has to go through. But he explains the different ways of going through this. Shebaim malachim, angels come, ushbatim. A shevet means a staff. It doesn't mean tribes. <laughs> Shevet, Shvatim Imahem, Biadehem, Shechotobi, Daf Lamed Dalid, second column on the bottom. Hainu Shebaim Malachim, Ushvatim Biadehem, Shechoftim Eta Adam, and these angels come and they whack the person. 
והם ייסורים קשים מאוד, ורחמנו ליצלן, these are terrible afflictions, וגם צדיקים, now, he's saying, also צדיקים, בהכרח שיעברו, הנה הוא זה, צדיקים also go through this torture. אמנם באופן זעיר, but in a small manner. בנענוע קל, just with a little shake, להסיר את המעט הנדבק בהם בעולם הזה, just to shake off a little bit of what may have come onto them in this world. מכיוון, why do they go through such a little process of חיבוט הקבר? מכיוון שעשו מה שביכולתם לעבוד את השם. They did whatever they could to serve השם, ללמוד תורתו ולקיים את כתב הקדושים, אף על פי כן, and this is, the, this is the harsh bottom line, אין אדם שניצול מזה. Every person has to go through this. Now by the tzaddikim, so they go through this process of חיבוט הקבר, and it's kind of like, okay, maybe the malach comes and he goes, Uh, show me the bottom of your pot. Yeah, here you got a little schmutz. You're good. Okay, that's by tzaddikim. By other people, by all the stuff that they, that they enable to come and mafrid them from emes in this world, it's a big shaking off. It's, it's, it's intense. In other descriptions, it gets very, very harsh and very intense. And, you know, there have been times where even we've been learning and I've skipped over those paragraphs with you guys because it's... You know, it's, it's not fun. No, it's, it's not fun. It's, it's very, very, very heavy. But we're learning here to get a chance to like, make sure that doesn't have to be that heavy. We're here to become tzaddikim, right? So, Is this that, a concept where you say Kaddish for 11 months because the person's going through this? Uh, probably, it's not a, could be, you know, the, what, the Aliyah? Because you're yeah, causing yeah. Aliyah. I think this is, no, this is like right when you, this is right at the Petira. Okay. אולם, הארי הקדוש מגלה דבר נפלא בתי אריזל רביל סונטינג אמייזינג. שבמאייסר בראשיס נאמר, ויהי ערב ויבוקר יום השישי, right? It's a very famous drasha here, what's the... ויהי ערב ויבוקר יום שישי. What does it mean יום השישי? The sixth day. עם ה, right? היינו שיום השישי של חולין הוא חמש שעות בלבד. The, the fifth hour, the, fifth, the sixth day of Chol is only for five hours. After that, you're going into Shabbos. So from again, Chatzot, an hour before Chatzot, today, Shabbos already comes in. If a person is buried after those five hours on Friday afternoon, as I ork dushas Shabbos, So, the, so it's amazing. So the light of the holiness of Shabbos cleanses that person from all the pollution and the rod that may be there, kind of like a substitute for Chibut HaKever. He has to still go through it, but Shabbos comes and cleanses him. He's still going through it, but it's Shabbos itself that washes the person away. Ad she'ino zakuk legamre until he reaches a place, he's not chayav, he doesn't have to really go through this. Now listen, what if, I was thinking about this puzzle. What is Darizal telling us? If everyone has to go through such a torturous cleansing to go into the next world, but there's this thing called being buried Friday afternoon where you're kind of like banking on the light of Shabbos that comes in early, what does that say about people that are alive that actually have Shabbos? Right? Exactly. Here we're talking about trying to save a person from such horrible afflictions after they're dead. 
on a Friday afternoon being buried Friday afternoon. <coughs> but, but what we're saying over here, so I'm, I'm thinking what he's saying is if that's true about that, how much more so can, can we get rid of schmutz that's on us with the light of Shabbos itself? And not like extra hours before Shabbos or after Shabbos. He's not saying that yet, but I think that's something that's very important to, to emphasize. But he's also speaking about the Kedusha of these hours from Chatzot An. He's going to bring some very interesting stories now. There was a tzaddik named Rabbi Israel. He had a, a store that sold all types of garment and silk. Chatzot would come, he'd close the store. Now, is there a chiyuv to close your store? Is there a chiyuv to stop working Friday at Chatzot? No. Huh? Where there's an Indian of Isr Melacha. Shabbos? No. I mean, we know people that, you know, they're till the last second. But if a person's tuned into what Shabbos, like, really is all about, then if you don't have to work, how could you work during those hours? How could you work during those hours? It's not time for work about the weekday. It's time for working about hachanas for Shabbos. Pamachat nitkanabo hasamechmem. That's a very interesting phrase. Mazen nitkanabo hasamechmem. So nitkana comes from the word kanoi. What does that mean? Zealous, right? So the samechmem. What's the samechmem? What do we call him in this year? Brother, other side. That's right. Brother, other side. <laughs> the other side is like, oh, this yid's on fire? I'm going to go get him. This happens whenever you take on something. Whenever there's something that's important to you, that you come and take it on, the other side will come and say, you are my perfect korban. We all have stories that can attest to this. Each person in here can write a Megillah about how that's so... That's so shayach, and that happens all the time. The second I decide to take something on, Hashem, why are you making it even harder for me? That on the one hand, when I take something on, I bring tremendous nachas ruach above, but on the other side, the other side starts prosecuting on you and starts throwing darts your way, saying, who are you to do such holiness? Or they tell Shemaim, do you really think this person's for real? Whatever it is. The other side's fighting against you. So, what did the Satan want to do? Satan wanted to test this guy. And it was given the opportunity to come to this person, show up at his store on an Erev Shabbos, in the imagery of a, a uh, Sargadol, a, a big minister, right? You know, in, in L.A., I have friends that have this crazy boutique in Beverly Hills. And um, they have, they had, I don't know if they still have, I, like when they said Sargadol, did you ever see us like a Sargadol walk into a clothing store? Like a Sargadol, like, like a real presence. Because usually they have like, you know, schleppers going, you know, they bring with the sizes, or they have tailors come to the mamlacha, the malchus. But sometimes when people are traveling and they're, and they're less known, they themselves will walk into these boutiques and clo- choose their own clothes. So my friends have these clients that are Saudi princesses. 
the most bizarre thing in the world. These, these Saudi princesses, now Saudi Arabians are not poor, especially the Mamlacha. Saudis are very wealthy. And these princesses would come, and they came when it was good for them. They didn't call and say, hey, is it good for us to come right now? And one time they came when my friend had to be a Yid, because it was Friday. And I felt like, you know, at that moment he could have justified anything in the world to be like, listen, this Parnassah, I'm waiting all year for this. Listen, it's Erev Shabbos. So look what happened over here. So the Satan comes and dresses up as a Sargado. He came on a Friday. He's choosing for himself all these different wealthy uh, merchandise, uh, expensive merchandise. And he's taking his time comparing prices and trying to make sure, you know, whatever, he's taking his time. What's Chetzi Ayom again? According to this, an hour before Chatzot, Friday, today would be 11.30. Okay, now his minag was, it's not Asur, but his minag was, listen, I got other stuff I got to prepare for, Friday afternoon. Closes the store. He says, it's time to close the store. But this minister begged him, Please wait, I'll be done soon. He did not agree to do this at all. The minister is saying, you know what? If you don't, right, stop this now. Look at the stack that I already chose and I'm about to pay for in the checkout. If you don't keep this going now a little bit, everything here you saw that I'm about to purchase, all this money, it's all gone. But he was persistent. Shabbos Kodesh is more precious to him than anything in this world. You can give me all the money in the world. It wouldn't change my decision right now. So who is this person? This minister left the Chanut immediately. This Rebbe Israel lost a tremendous amount. He was gifted a holy son. Who is it? Halahu Rabbi Moshe Israelish, the Ramah. Me'oran shel Yisrael. Rabbi Moshe Israelish. Israelish, his father was Israel. The Ramah was born. The Ramah. Who's the Ramah? The Ramah. For, uh, for, for, at least for B'nai, for Ashkenaz, right? Who's the Ramah? What, 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 how would we know how to act if it wasn't for the Ramah? How would we know what to do with Torah Shabbat Per if it wasn't for the Ramah? Right? How, how would we know the Ramah, Rabbi Moshe Ishelish? How would we know? We wouldn't know. How was he born, according to the story? The source of this tzaddik that knew, we don't mess around with this stuff. And Malasat, we don't mess around with this stuff. So now he goes to another story. Today, I think till the end, is just two more stories. This is Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter speaking again. When we used to live in the old city, there was a very holy Yid. He's from Biala, and he's known as the Bialer. By the way, the Bialer Rebbe, 
I don't know how many of you saw this, but he went with a few of his shamuses this week, and he had the highest experience at the farm. <laughs> Did any of you see this? No. Yeah, because Ari got so excited, he was sending me pictures. The Biala Rebbe went to the farm this week, the day before the bris, and he's, I saw pictures of him sitting in that, <laughs> by the water, and I just got so excited, because I said, the, the Biala, the, Biala, the grand Biala Rebbe. You know, there's like 12 of them, but there's the grand Biala Rebbe. He was there. Uh, he's on Ari's tractor. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> huh? Oh, so it could be. And then a few weeks ago, you know, the son of the Nasiva Shalom, the grandson of the Nasiva Shalom was there. The Slanimer. I saw that. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Amazing. So again, there's this Gid, their Bialer. This yid was a real chas, it took on a lot of holiness. So on Shabbos he would only speak Now, just for our intents and purposes, and Sweet Kramer drilled this home to me one time. What's Loshon HaKodesh? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, probably, but not, not, that's not the... Uh, what does it mean when it says Loshon HaKodesh? What do you think? It means Hebrew, Hebrew right? No, so, so, huh? Right, so, not Ben Yehuda Hebrew, and he's speaking Torah in Hebrew. Who else did this his whole life? From, a, from the time he came to Eretz Yisrael? Rav Kook. Now, back then, Yiddish was, you know, for a Yid like that to not talk in Yiddish on Shabbat, any day of the week, and just speak Be'lashon HaKodesh in Ivrit, was a very, very big deal. Very big deal. Mamash lo pashut. Something very, very special. Umidei yom, derech hilucho litfilas shachris, every day when he would go, daven, keminag avasikin, he would go, obviously avasikin, he chriz vekara bekol gadol, davenin, davenin, this is what he would scream out, davenin, davenin. Uchshe shom'o habriot bevatehem et hakol hakore. Hayu mezdarzim af hem amashkibim batek nisiyot. He was basically the holy rooster, you know? Mm-hmm. Or the, like the holy, the lahefech al achas kama vechama, the muazin, the right. Ve'lorak b'muvan aruchni ayah bi'aler hazem mezaket harabim. He wasn't just helping people spiritually. Eladgam b'muvan agashmi hayulo eser yadot. How do you how do you explain that? Eser yadot doesn't. Huh? Yeah, but it means it means like yadot. He was he was he was able to give. Okay. The guy is giving out stuff all the time. Tons of gmach filled with utensils and vessels in his house. Zeiger. What's a Zeiger? Right. A clock or a watch. But what's a Moresha? Like a, what does it mean? Moresha Ot. What do you think a Moresha Ot is? Why do you even have watches or clocks? One reason. Huh? To know what time davening is. That's why a Yid has a watch. That's the only reason. A more shows, a teacher of time, meaning this is when you do this. Not just, oh, is it a, you know, let's check the news. It's, it's a more shows, it's, this is the time for this. This was his most expensive, this was, was his most precious 
thing. Now, back then, it was a big deal that it was ac- that the time was accurate. Right? You understand? It's, it's diuk, meaning the fact that it knew exactly what time was all the time. Huh? Right, right. I mean, today, the fact that you know exactly what time it is is not really such a... I mean, spiritually, it is a very big thing to know what time it is. But in, you know what I mean? Like, in our... This is not such a big deal. But Beit HaKneset Boit Palel, in his Shul Ridavin, in this Bialer's Shul, Yadu Kulam She'en Omdim Lit Palel Benetzachama, Ela Alpi Moreshazeh. Only according to his clock, is, that was the official time. Somehow it stayed, mamash, meduyak. You know, it's, it's such a painful thing for me. I don't have, I have so little from my grandfather, my father's father. He, he passed away so poor, he barely had anything. But on my 40th birthday, I think my parents gave me um, his clock, his, his watch. We tried so many times, we tried so many times to set it, and it's just... From back then, it doesn't. It just doesn't stay. It just never stays. So for months, I was showing up early or late to everything because I couldn't part from this. Is my grandfather's watch, right? So for me, it was the right time, but it wasn't the right time for anybody else, right? But back then, to have the right time, be consistent, was a very deep thing. It's a very big thing. Okay. Midei erev. Next page. Midei erev Shabbos. Hem vakesh abiyale mi bachur yair atika. He had, he had this silver chauffeur that he would ask the, the kids, the young, the youth of the Iratika that lived back then there, and he did, Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter lived there till 1948 when his father and other wrestlers were put into Jordanian exile for a year. We'll get there, that's the whole story. And he would ask all the kids, the, the, the youth, to take this shofar, blow the shofar. Walk around and blow the shofar. Hear the horns. Hear the trumpets. There's a natural mystic blowing through the air. If you listen carefully, now you will hear. I could, hear, I could see based on that who knows certain areas of music and who don't. This will be the first trumpet. Might as well be the last. No? Many, I can keep on going. No? Okay. It's fine. <clears throat> Artist's first name, Robert. Middle name, Nesta. Last name, Marley. V'afani v'bacharuti zachiti lo pam litkoa b'chatzotzrot l'achriz al Shabbos. I was privileged when I was younger, to have the schut to take that shofar and blow the shofar. For whatever reason, this, the, their bialer loved my blowing of the shofar. And one time he heard the way I was blowing his shofar. He, he, he said, you're the, you're the official shofar blower. But as a condition, before I would do it, he zirani ba'azara chamura shelo esmoch al shum zayger mi biladei hamoreh shos shelo amiduyak. Whether I'm here, whether I'm not here, there's only one clock. Okay, that based on that one clock, I guess it was a really big deal back then, right? This the only clock that's going to tell you when you're going out to blow the shofar. 
And I had the privilege of being from the warners of Shabbos. I would like to say from the shiners of Shabbos. Mazhiri HaShabbos. Uvechol yom shishi lifnot erev yatsati lirechavat batei machsa. You know where that is? Batei machsa. I took this shofar and I had the privilege of bringing people a bit of a warning that Shabbos is coming. An hour before this would happen, he would walk around with Mesirus Nefesh begging, Begging them, please close your stores. And they're saying, What are you talking about? It's not Shabbos yet. It's no Chiyuv. And it happened more than once that they would get angry at him. I can make more money. What are you talking about? He held his own. And he just found that he needed to warn about, she, this was his thing, he needed to, be, to warn about this. Like we see, The Kedusha of Shabbos already comes and begins shining an hour before the Chatzot of Friday. So Lemaisa, friends. Let's talk a little bit, an ounce of Lemaisa. We're learning these Torahs and these stories about people that we're very conscious and aware that the holiness of Shabbos comes in way before Lechul comes in before that. The question is, how is my Friday going to look from now on? We were, you know, in this Shirim we were speaking about how's my Sunday going to look, how's my Monday going to look. Pseder, we'll get there one day that our Sundays are actually affected by Shabbos. But how's Friday afternoon going to look? What's it going to look like, especially this Friday? You know, Two weeks ago on Friday, we were in the Gehenom of Elad. Last week, Shabbos afternoon, Friday afternoon, we were in the Gehenom of this tzaddik, father of seven, being killed. Noam Raz, Hashem Yikom Damo. May our learning protect all of Am Yisrael today. Amen. Let's say that we don't have to hear about more orphans today. Be'ezrat Hashem. What's, what's, what's Friday going to be like? And especially very hard when we have little children at home. What's Friday going to be like? How much are we going to do? And I, you know, for me, it's like, I'm telling you, this is like my Nisayim. How much am I leaving for all the shiurim and drushas and Shabbos? How much am I actually leaving for Friday afternoon? It's not good. I always, you know, I always notice, like, the more I leave for Friday, the more my Shabbos isn't good. It doesn't matter how, how good whatever comes out ends up coming out. The more that I leave uh, things for that zman, it's not good. It's not good. I gotta go. I gotta check into a certain place that really, really honors the or the light that's beginning to shine on Shabbos afternoon, because the, on Friday afternoon, because this zman is very, very holy. Now we're gonna end with one more story that has to do with how holy this zman is. What did we say before about a person that gets buried Friday afternoon? Now, it's very rare, though, that people end up getting buried Friday afternoon, right? It's actually rare. Interestingly enough, my, I'm thinking about this now, my, my light in my life that the Stenders in his, in his memory, Mayor Bana, he was buried Friday afternoon. 
I just realized right now, his, his, his spadeen were Friday morning, like 10, 11 a.m. in winter, and he was buried around between like 11.30. That's for sure, because if the winter, right, Sha'achas Lifnei Chatzas is probably 10, 15, 10.30, right? An hour before Chatzas, probably 10.30. Mayor was, wow, I'm going to tell his son today. Mayor was, Mayor was buried Friday afternoon. It happens. Now look at this story. I want to tell you a story about my brother-in-law, Reb Meir and Avram Anshin. You know what a sayad is? Uh, yeah, literally a painter, like a tzavai, a painter. But le sayed doesn't mean painting. Le sayed means to, like, uh, what's that? Right, and that's what they're called, right? But really, it's the same thing, right? Anyone that's in the business of painting knows Even before you start painting, anyone that paints knows there's a lot of prep. Once you start preparing the paint, you don't stop the... What, what's that first shlav called? It's not the paint, it's priming. Priming, right. You don't want to stop, because you'll, if, you, if you don't continue, you'll have to do all that prep again. So basically, matchilim, mesayimim. You know this. My brother, my Rebbe Avram, the mitzvahs of Hashem were more important to him than anything in the world. He was kovea with a minag. No matter what was going on, no matter what he was in the middle of, if it was time to daven or time to learn, everything stopped. And then he would actually go into his real job, which is called Melechet Shamaim. Melechet Shamaim. To, to emphasize this, I want to tell you something that someone, one of the people that worked with him told me. Until he started working with Ravram, basically, I guess Sayyadim are workaholics. Not workaholics, but they're basically, they gotta, they gotta continue the gig until it's over. This guy said, until I started working with this Rebbe Avram, I didn't know it's ever possible to actually pause from working. Umlam al kulana, but more than anything, nahag Rebbe Avram shebeagia shashtemese shotzare yom shishi. Rebbe Avram's minag was whenever, you know, the chatzot of Friday came, haya orezet klei melachto, everything was put away, venifna lachanat tzarchea shabbat. Always, no matter... And I know about this family. They were dirt, dirt poor. Okay, like remember I started telling you last week about Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter's father was so poor that he had to sometimes hold on to the stones on the side of the streets of Yerushalayim because he was scared to fall. So this is amazing. He says, no matter what was happening, he stopped. Now check this out. Rabbi Avram niftar le'olamo b'yom shishi erv Shabbos Kodesh this year died exactly 12 noon, Friday. 
ואף זכה להתאמן באותן שעות הקדושות שעליהן אמר רבנו הארי הקדוש שהנטמנים לאחר שעה חמישית של יום השישי ניצלים מחיבוט הקבר. ובמידה טובה שהתחסד בחייו, התחסדו עמו מן השמיים. The way he was with chesed with Hashem in this world, Hashem was chesed with him in the next world, and he was able to lehinatzel, to be saved from that middle time. Again, that, if that middle time is so holy and can protect us from such pain, we have to treat that middle time, that early Shabbos, with a lot, a lot of Kedusha, a lot of sensitivity. Because what he spoke about, about Chibut HaKever, which we didn't even go too deep into it, I'm telling you, friends, it's one of the most harshest descriptions that's brought down in the writings of the Arizal about what happens to us in the, in the, in the transition period from this world into the world of truth. And everyone has to go through it. But you may as well go through it, like these Chever, on a Friday afternoon style. זכורני פעם אחת מערבי השבתות שעדיין חסלו כמה שעות עד שהשבס פרסה כנפיה על היקום. I remember one time on a Friday afternoon there were still a few hours until Shabbos spread its wings on the universe. I love when he talks like that. וביוסי בבייס בבית and while I was in my house אני שומע מפי אבי מורי עליו השלום I hear my father screaming קריאה זעקה היוצאת מעמקי הלב אוי! I can't take this anymore. I'm going to read the Hebrew. I can't wait for Shabbos. And there's still a few hours left. It's like the Havdil, when you know about a playoff game and you have a few hours to kill until your game starts. I can't take it anymore. I want the game to start, right? And you heard this, Oy! See, Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter grew up in the house. His father is saying, it's Friday afternoon, it's 3 p.m., okay? Shabbos comes in, 6.30. Now, of course, everything's taken care of already by now, by then and not, right? What's Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter's father saying? Screaming, how, how, what am I going to do for the next few hours? By us, we have three hours left till Shabbos. Let's say everything's taken care of, which never ever happens. But what will we do with those next three hours? Oh, I have another three hours too. Fill in the blank. To say more tehillim. To bring more shalom bias into the house. To calm things down as much as possible. To do whatever I need to do to prepare for those hours. Hitpaleti me'od mimashir ha'iti be'enai. I was blown away, but I knew my father knows what Shabbos is. But he never ever revealed his chuka in such a way. I don't, maybe my father didn't notice that I was in the house and I heard him because he never let that out out loud. You know, he was so humble. Because really, if someone hears you and say, oh, I, I don't know what to do. I'm so dying to have Shabbos already. You would never say that because it sounds haughty, right? So he never said that in public, but this time he couldn't hold back. says, this went right into my heart. 
And it, it didn't leave for many years. So you know, there are a lot of things in life that we hear about people that they do with their Hanhagas for Shabbos. You know, Reb Shlomo had a lot of these stories, like, you know, the story about the cowboy in Texas, the, the mikvah story. Like he had a lot of these stories, these moments that would happen to him about seeing people prepare for Shabbos. <coughs> That it, it went and like, listen, Moshe Leged Shabbos, right? He's the guy's knocking on the door seven times on a Wednesday, Lechovet Shabbos, right? Moshe Leged Shabbos. We have all these types of stories, and, and you know, and these things really play play a role. They they go deep down inside. But on a Maisa level, I first of all, I'm already saying right now, I mochel anybody that has less facial hair than Wednesday. Just putting it out there. I don't want to talk about it on Shabbos. I'm getting rid of it now. That's that's fine. We have a lot to work on. Second of all, Be'ezrat Hashem Barach, we're going to take Torahs like this and we're going to do something with it. We're going to do something with it. We're actually going to do something with it. Sasha, you, you're like middle ground. I don't know. <laughs> you're in between. I'm talking about the facial hair. Right? We're going to do, do something with this Indian of like saying, we're going to learn these high Torahs. No. We're going to learn these high Torahs. And somehow, we're going to see how this, this is going to fit into my Friday. Huh? We're going to live these high Torahs, and we're going to live them in our Fridays. And if we can't, like I've said, it's not going to happen right away. But just monitor yourself. Check in with yourself this Friday from 11.30 on, and see, okay, what's the flow of the day like? And then you learn from next week. Okay, so I know, I don't want to leave this till 11.30. Whatever I can do from 11.30, 12.30, I'm going to start doing earlier. Whatever it is, whatever I need to do. And this way we create a flow of a real, real, like, Amazdeka preparation for Shabbos Kodesh. Shkoyach, everyone.